Omnimedia report Asian IoT Megatrends 2022 posits that APEC offers great potential for IoT applications, but fragmentation presents complex challenges for businesses in the region. It also acknowledged that this region, Asia-Pacific, lags the rest of the world in year-to-date adoption of IoT, but at the same time promises that only APEC offers a massive capacity for growth. Now, the report concludes that with IoT-enabled solutions being introduced in various verticals and applications ranging from transportation and logistics to energy and utilities, digitalization and IoT have become the only path towards a connected future. In this podcast for Future IoT, we are joined by Mr. Titus Young, Chief Executive Officer for SPTEL, for his perspective on how markets in Asia may be poised to accelerate IoT in the years post-pandemic. Titus, welcome to podcast for Future IoT. Thank you, Alan. Let's start off with a basic question. What would you say are the main objectives faced by organizations in our region when it comes to enabling technology and innovation in their processes? I think the main objective or challenges, if you will, Alan, for most businesses is to be able to collect as much sensible data as possible in order to derive insights that they can use to automate the process and to make a more you know, real-time decision that will really improve their efficiency in the operation, and most important of all, right, uh, to improve on the customer experience as well. So I think the challenges a lot of them face today is that there are a lot of information that's really generated on the ground, and uh, they are not really much of a homogeneous you know, platform to collect all those information into a more holistic manner for which they can derive insight a lot easy, uh, easily, and, and to run you know, a regular motion whereby they could really apply those insights uh, regularly into the operational uh, decision making. I think that is the biggest challenge for them because there are just so much standards in the marketplace. And if you look at a complex organization, uh, such as a transport operator in Singapore that we talked to recently, uh, they have always been looking at embracing IoT, right? Uh, to drive automation, to drive digitalization. Uh, to them, they probably would need a host of sensors, for example, that speak different protocols, right? And to assemble all those data collection, data collectors into one common platform would involve a lot of investment. And many of times, you know, uh, within a large organization, there'll be different vested interest parties from different departments asking for different things. But yet, actually, the, the common, uh, I would say, syndicated picture they're looking for requires all the departments to work together. And that requires quite an effort. And so if anybody were to harmonize information, that is a very, very big investment. That's the biggest challenge for a lot of businesses. Okay. Now, now, focusing on our attention on IoT, since you brought it about already in the you know, first response, what do most businesses know about IoT as, is, as it relates to their business operations? You mentioned the you know, transport operator. When you come to them and talk to them about IoT and its potential, what do they really know about IoT? You know, funny thing you ask that, right? I'd like to give you an illustration what I think most people think about IoT, right? It's like the ocean, right? You can be really at the shallow water or very, very deep waters. If you ask anybody what is IoT, I think you you ask 10 people, they might probably give 15 answers, right? I mean, look at video analytics. It's really internet of things. Or you look at maybe just a temperature measurement uh, sensor or an air grade measurement uh, sensor. That can also be IoT. So I think uh, if you cro- uh, cross multiple domains, there are no standard, you know, really expectation what IoT can really do for our business. And I think that is an opportunity for uh, the industry to really level up the knowledge, level up the appreciation of what 
basic simple IoT like shallow water of the ocean to very deep waters like you know video analytics as being Internet of Things as well can do for businesses. And I think the starting point is for business to embrace what I call the shallow water uh, Internet of Things, right? To collect information in a simple format so that they can at least start benefiting from the insight. I think the state of uh, knowledge is not as deep as we would like it to be, although we've been talking about IoT for what, a decade now? Very true. IoT has been here for a while now. Indeed, now, yeah. with uh, the OMDIA report I mentioned actually alluded to the linkages between digital transformation and IoT. So when it comes to these two, digital transformation and IoT, are businesses, including those in operations and <laughs> in fact technologies, are, are they able to connect the dots? I, I wouldn't be able to comment for all businesses, but let's, let's talk about SPTEL, right? We are also a telecommunication operators. We have a lot of moving parts from the network at the back end, you know, to the application. We run like what more than 40 applications just to uh, provide a, a consistent service, right, to our customers. And I, I, I pride uh, in the fact that SPTEL in Singapore is probably the most digitalized telco today. And yet we have to really leverage on so many pieces of information on the ground in order to just get one picture as to whether the network is stable for our customers. So I think to, to really connect all the dots will require the OT player, in my case, the telecom guys, right, will be the engineers running the network, to the application guys who are actually taking the information and kind of putting that into the application management framework to produce an insight, to produce a capability for customer to get their services in a digital manual. So I think it's a long chain, if you ask me. I'm, I'm starting to worry how how long that chain is. Anyway, uh, the yeah. question I wanted to ask you is, if you have to look at some of the clients that you've spoken to or customers that you've spoken to about the potential of introducing IoT as part of their either their modernization or transformation altogether, can you highlight where the disconnects are in terms of both their understanding uh, of IoT itself and how it brings value to the business? I would say that in different industries, there are different appreciation of IoT, right? So, in, for example, in the power industry, uh, IoT is actually a sexy name for OT, operational technology, which they have been collecting the data for a long time, but it's in a very proprietary environment. But today, the same power industry people have come to realize that if they were to deploy the latest generation of sensors, for example, just measuring the vibration, uh, of engines, right, or power pumps, right, they could actually get insights that will upstream, right, upstream, go up to the maintenance application that allows them to preempt, you know, failure, and therefore automate the process of preemptive maintenance. So I think at the end of the day, uh, there are people who have played with IoT, which in the old days is called OT, and today translating the OT capability and insight into a more automated upstream norm to the application can really help them, huh? Uh, speed up the whole automation end-to-end. -end. I think that is really opening up a lot of opportunity for uh, the traditional industry to embrace IoT now. Now, I understand that the SPTL <laughs> is uh, primarily sent, headquartered out of Singapore, but I'm sure you've dealt with uh, customers from around the region. What is your general view in terms of IoT adoption in the region, and where is it more mature, and where is it where do you see there significant opportunities ahead for those who are willing to adopt technology? Yeah. I, I can't comment for the region. As you know, uh, SPTEL is a local business, although our shareholder is kind of global. But just talking about Singapore, uh, 
you know, as, as a uh, as a context, right? I think IoT is probably well embraced in many of the OT-oriented industries. You know, just like I mentioned about transport, I mentioned about you know power industry. Um, I think Singapore uh, is beginning to see also adoption taken up by urban agriculture uh, industry, for example. Uh, I, I don't know about where you come from, but basically in Singapore, uh, we have a, a vision from the government uh, to supply 30% uh, of our food, right, self-produced in Singapore. And we're talking about agriculture. And that suddenly has uh, generated a lot of interest to how, how do we actually manage uh, advanced technology, right, to grow vegetable, uh, the real fish, and so on and so forth. And that is really talking about using IoT to drive biochemical engineering uh, to improve on produce of food, for example, in Singapore. So I think uh, I can't comment on the geographical basis, but on the vertical level, I think there is a lot of stronger interest right now for agriculture. Uh, I was talking about urban agriculture and also for power, industry, utility industry and transport uh, utility industry as well. And of course, okay. for as we start to hear more leaders commit to and call for their organizations to pursue sustainable practices, how do you see IoT supporting such efforts in the near and long term? In the sustainability area, like I earlier mentioned about urban agriculture, right? It's really about sustainability as well. I think in that area, IoT is beginning to play a very uh, crucial role because it really helps them to automate many of the, you know, processes and the work they have to do to maintain, uh, for example, rooftop, rooftop plantation, right? Or to even, for example, this is a real example where people are beginning to rail fish uh, to the same shape and size, you know, to maximize the yield of sea bass, for example. And yet to do it like soft, meaning to say that there's very light touch, right, by human. And there's a combination of bioengineering and IoT coming together to maximize yield and yet automating the necessary control uh, to maximize yield. And I think that is where uh, I see a lot of potential, actually. Finally, what would be the critical considerations that organizations need to uh, think about when they're undergoing digital transformation as it relates to the use of Internet of Things or IoT or operational technology as referred to earlier on? Yeah, it goes back to my beginning part where I talk about the challenges, right? Just to try and harmonize information or data from IoT into something usable that can then be, you know, fit into an automation process uh, would require huge investment, frankly. And so a lot of the businesses are deterred because of the infra cost involved. And so we came in the picture and asked the question, if whatever industry you come from or whatever sensor you're going to use, if they all speak a common set of protocol, right, is there a way we can build a common platform that can share? For example, in Singapore, right, we built a common platform that can collect data from Wi-Fi-based sensors to LoRa-based sensors uh, to end-to-end-based sensors because we don't really uh, worry about the communic- communication protocol. We can actually rationalize that on this common platform, right? And because this common platform also provides a common dashboard that can be easily customized to different vertical, uh, who needs to have different set of um, basic analytics on the dashboard that can be customized in less than an hour, I think that really lowers the cost uh, to serve, right? And lowers the cost to deliver. And most important of all, sensor has to talk to some has to talk to the backend. And that's where we invested in the LoRa wide network in Singapore. They allow sensor to easily turn on, plug and play. Right to talk to a common network, so that all these various uh, 
customers or, or provider of solution does not need to worry about the middle part, which is the transmission and data collection, but to focus on the use cases, right? And that overall will lower the cost barrier for people to embrace the use of IoT, to collect data, and then upstream send it into the application for automation process to, to, to happen. So we are doing that in Singapore right now. Titus, thank you for joining us on Podcasts for Future IoT. Most welcome. Thank you for the opportunity to share my thoughts. That was Titus Young, Chief Executive Officer, SPTEL, on the topic of accelerating IoT in Asia. You are listening in the podcast for future IoT. As always, if you have a topic you'd like us to cover on this channel, simply email us at editors at society.com. We'd also like to invite you to sign up for a free weekly newsletter so you won't miss an episode of Podcasts for Future IoT. In the meantime, stay safe, have a great day, and see you on the next episode of Podcasts for Future IoT. Bye for now.